We're four teaching friends from across the country. Who've discovered that if you don't laugh, you cry and lose sight of your why. I'm Retta. I'm Deanne. I'm Tracy. And I'm Kathy. And we teach so hard. So sometimes, (laughs) you know what's really hard sometimes? (laughs) realizing just how lucky we are to be teachers. Luck of the Irish to ya. (laughs) I feel feel Irish suddenly. It's like amazing. (laughs) You know, with all the obligations and distractions that we've talked about in previous episodes, you know, we complain. Sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes it's easy to lose sight of the reasons we became teachers in the first place and why True. we continue to do it. So let's take a minute or 20 or 30 now, <laughs> as, as is our practice, to close our eyes. Wait. Not wait, if you're driving. Wait, don't you're driving. stop. And travel back in time. Julie's going to love it that I talked to her and travel back in time to when each of us made that decision to be a teacher. What were you thinking? (laughs) What were you thinking, I don't know either. (laughs) Why, oh, why? (laughs) I like the vacations. Uh-huh. No, 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 no. Come on. Really? What? It certainly wasn't the money. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, I'm going to go into my Doris Day routine. <laughs> I got okay. it. I can, do it. I can do it, Doris. I can do it. Okay. Okay. So here's what I was thinking. What better place could there be on earth? Eager students waiting to be guided, and all of us, all of us, learning together every day. That's really what was on my mind. I said, I know, I want to be a teacher. <laughs> and this, Kathy, is why they called you, this is why they called you Miss Baby Doll, too. <laughs> I know, now it's exactly. your turn. <laughs> well, I remember being in college and not sure what I wanted to do. And then I got a job as an aide at our elementary school, the local elementary school. And just watching those teachers and the interactions they had with the students, I thought, oh, this is, this is something I would love to do to see those faces, like, you know, all of a sudden grasp a concept or they got to do, this was a, um, what do you call it? It's called university elementary school. So it's one where a lot of people would come and observe and they were doing all these really cool things that I didn't remember doing when I was in school Mm -hmm. where they had, you know, before steam was a thing, they were doing steam. Everything was hands-on. Everything was um, inquiry based. And I thought, Oh, this is the kind of teacher I wish I had. Kathy, Kathy, Kathy. I never, I cannot believe this. We have to talk later. (laughs) So where I started my career it, it was a school like that. It was on a university campus connected to the Learning Research and Development Center. Yes, of yes. The university. Wow. It was the exact situation, doing things that wouldn't show up in, in the schools that I was teaching in for another 20 mm-hmm. years. Yes. We were, we were doing that. We had the, the same situation. So how, so, so we're both Doris Day. How could we not want to teach? <laughs> That's right. Okay. <laughs> well, I, well, I, 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 I
I was, I was going to say, I'm the one that's going to put the kibosh on it because I didn't want to be a teacher. I oh, really, no. really didn't. I um, I went to school. I wanted to be a physical therapist, but I had to take uh, physics or chemistry and I couldn't do it. So I said, oh boy, what am I going to do? And for some reason, I decided to be a teacher and I wanted to teach <laughs> <laughs> I want to teach science, right? <laughs> yes, science, special ed. <laughs> oh. Well, yeah. I had a totally different background. My grandmother was a teacher and my mother was a teacher, and I fought the hard fight against that for as long as I could. I was, you know, my Joined a rock band. Yeah, yeah. Well, my, my whole world. I was gonna be. I was gonna go into piano performance. Uh, my whole world was yeah. was piano and writing, and so it was either that or journalism. Um, and I, you know, when I went into teaching, um, and I had my first classroom. The thing I remember saying to my mother after the first day of school, and she said, "How was it?" And I came. I looked at her and I said, "It was fine. This will not be the rest of my life." but you know the thing that I loved and and the thing that I loved and obviously it has been the rest of my life and what kept me doing it is the the ability and the the joy of being creative with kids and and that to me the creativity um and watching kids creativity that's that's just the best thing you know yeah outside of chocolate cake and watching That's your creativity amazes me no. all the time. Thank you. Yeah, you are amazing. Yeah. And that is the best part of teaching, the creativity and see the kids create. I just love mm-hmm. that. Yes. They are. They're so that, That's just born in every one of them. And you get them early enough, especially as elementary teachers, to pull that out and, mm-hmm. and, and to see it. It's like they're the digital natives. They're also kind of the creative right. natives. Right. Absolutely. So let's talk about bringing back the joy. We are lucky to be teachers. And I think every teacher out there, I mean, there, there are lots and lots of things when we can go on and on forever about, about the things that are upset us and how the direction our careers have taken and not our careers, but the public education or education in general, but how do we bring some of that early energy that we felt and that joy that we once felt back into the classrooms that we lead today? How does that happen? So each of us was once a bright and shiny new teacher, right? We were either teetering on our high heels (laughs) Or we were striding forcefully <laughs> through the door in our boots. That would be me, my, my, well, actually my boots have the best of both worlds. They're boots, but they're high heels too. Or, oh. And maybe we're sliding <laughs> through the halls and flip flops. I mean, sometimes <laughs> teachers do, but shoes aside, um, can you tell we have a shoe fetish here? Shoes aside. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> what te- what was it about the start of your teaching career that made your heart beat just a little faster and your spirits lift when you began when you began each new day back in the day when you first started teaching what 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 did it This is going to sound really creepy but I love the way the school building <gasps> Yes. <smelled>. <laughs> <laughs> Especially at the beginning of the year, it was just that smell. I'll never, I'll never yep. forget it. I, I just teaching. got the smell. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Did it come back? Yes. 
I mean, I was teaching summer school, math at, at summer school, remedial program, before I actually started, the summer before I started. And I remember walking into that school, and the smell of it literally made my heart beat faster, and my head felt lighter, and I thought, mm-hmm. I'm home. Aww. This is it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And then the kids showed up. And, and the it was smell great. of new crayons. <laughs> oh. Well, and oh, yes. that too. And chalk dust. The smell <laughs> yes, of chalk which dust. which you don't smell anymore. But yeah, yeah, I think that that was all part of yeah. it. But even now, like the floor mm-hmm. wax and the, you know, whatever it is that's going on in there. Because everything's electronic. There really isn't a lot of dust and ink mm-hmm. to smell. Right. Um, Times they are changing. <laughs> Yeah, remember, I don't know, two of us will remember this. That's remember it. the purple yeah. ghetto machines? Oh, yes. I didn't oh, God, use yeah. them, but you know what? When my grandmother retired, she passed down her stuff to my mother, and then my mother passed down stuff to me. I just opened a box that I had kind of stuck in storage lately, you know, recently, and the memories came flooding yeah. back because my mother had held on to my grandmother's dittos, and there they were <laughs> in the box. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Dittos. Purple yes, ink all over yes. everything. Yeah, <laughs> I can't even ink. imagine. Oh, oh my god! So yeah, and they never came off your fingers. <laughs> never. No. I had a, you know, I had a shift. Talking oh. about joy for me, there was like a personal shift, and it happened about oh, probably six or seven years ago. Um, I had left class the classroom for a couple of years to do uh, literacy coaching, and then I came back to the classroom. And, you know, so much changes and even in two years time. And I just felt this shift in me. And I thought, you know, I had that moment, Retta, just what you're talking about, thinking about what what you were like when you went into the career field and the things that I loved. And I was mm-hmm. kind of in a, you know, in a sad place. And I thought, I'm going to do what I love to do. And I'm going to find a way to make it work with the curriculum if it kills me. And it might, but doggone it, I'm going to be smiling while I die. That's what I'm going to yeah. do. And I haven't yeah, looked back yeah. since. And my kids are learning. And you make it work for you. And you find your yeah. own kind so, of So, you know, this past week, which we started our decimal place value unit. And doggone it, on Friday, we started looking at Mondrian math and looking at it in terms of decimals and percents and fractions. And this is a special project I'm doing with them. And I'm going to do it my way. And you know what? My kids aren't suffering. So I just... Oh, they're the opposite of suffering. Yes, I love how you incorporate art into all of your math. And that's what I mean. To me, that brings joy. That's what brings joy to me is watching their excitement and their engagement. So there is so high, so much higher. And I know you know what I'm talking about because all of you do that. It just reminded me. um, It reminded me also that I like years ago, I actually should pull it up and I'll post it. Um, I did a whole series It was on joyful learning, mm. and it was based on an article I had read about how to bring the joy back into your classroom. Mm-hmm. And oh, I know, I I was like, I'm getting that. excited, like, I want to go back to that again. Mm-hmm. I, it's time to review that. Um, but yeah. yeah. I went through a couple of different phases. I mean, starting off as a special ed teacher, I I had like a dream class. The kids were just wonderful. The parents were wonderful. But like, you know, they were... I kind of got bored with that. So the next level I went to with kids with psychological problems and I was psyched about that. I loved it for a long time. And then I burned out and 
my favorite, favorite, mm-hmm. favorite is sixth grade. And, uh, you know, just the looks on their faces, they were willing to learn, they wanted to learn, and I could do so many great things with them. You know, the project-based learning. I taught science at that time, and we did so many fun things. I mean, it, it was just a, a great thing in my life to be able to do that. Yeah. So. You know, I surprised myself with that. I thought I never wanted to go about above fifth grade. And then I started an after-school mm-hmm. bully-proof club um, for Six, sixth and seventh graders mm-hmm. and um mm-hmm. it was amazing it i they, you could be funny with them yes. could, they're, they're like regular <laughs> people you could they get your jokes yeah they they get um higher level ideas you can just start them on something and they take off with a project and they bring their own special kind of knowledge and fun to it um yeah I was shocked at how much I liked that age group yeah I really really love that age group um you know another thing I used to do is I put it on a little a lot of plays with the kids from elementary and in middle school and I had the best time I mean I wish I could have just done that that would have that would have been perfect for me like my favorite thing to do is putting Mm -hmm. on class Mm -hmm. plays so much fun Yeah. yeah yeah so much fun so that brings joy. Let's start <laughs> there. If if you if you have any time in your week, do a little readers theater or a quick skit or something, mm-hmm. and just just let the kids take something and turn it into a play. That's right. Yeah. That and that would bring some you know, joy back. I that bet. brings me mm-hmm. to this. I had an experience this past week, and I can't wait for the next section of this podcast because I'm going to talk about it. How do we share those feelings of luck with our students? How do we help them feel lucky too, right? Because it's not just about us; it's about them. That's what who it's about. So, how do we how do we include them on that journey that they feel lucky to be learning? Well, again, I think it's hands-on types of things. Um, let them get involved with it uh, instead of just sitting there listening. I remember when I was a kid in school, I took a history course, and all I did was sit and listen to the teacher lecture, and I, I just couldn't stand it. And I always vowed that I would never, ever mm-hmm. do that. You know, I would um, make it as interesting as I could, and mm-hmm. I did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. At least I thought I did. <laughs> Yes, oh, I absolutely. think you did from the evidence I've seen. This last, <laughs> Thank you guys. This last week, I was, uh-huh. work, I was leading guided reading or uh, book clubs, um, depending on what our focus was. And I've been reading this book with the kids, Rules by Cynthia Lord. Oh, love yes. that book. So mm-hmm. We're yep. at the chapter where yep. um, Catherine and um, Jason, she's, she's made more word cards for him in his book. And and we're, we're talking about the two and we've been talking about them forever, you know, and, and making character theories. And she, he talks about, he tells her, he lets her in on a secret that sometimes he wants to die. And she um, tells him never to do that. And he asks her, what's it like to run? And she describes this feeling of being free, right? And Oh, is that when she takes him, him for the, walk, the into run? Into the parking lot for a run. And yes. it's the point in the book where you see the character shift because she's always been so concerned about what other people will think. And she just throws caution to them. And Jason's yes. in a wheelchair, so and people she, don't know. Really and look. she does yeah. it. And she does it. And he is 
he, he tells her faster, faster, you know, he can't speak. So he's, he's indicating this non-verbally and it's such a shift and we're reading it. And I, I'm, I start to cry. <laughs> oh my gosh. And my kids, you know, they're, oh they're patient with gosh. me at this point, <laughs> but, but some of them are sitting there nodding right. and one of them gets up to get the tissue box for me. And the other, says, the other one says, those are happy tears. Aren't they miss Willis? You know? <laughs> and so we have a conversation about the gift that these two yeah. characters have just given each other. One has given them the freedom from what, you know, the expectations of other people. And the other is given this, the character, the freedom of, of what it feels like to, to have feet and to, to be able to use them and to run and to have that boundless kind of feeling. And I was so lucky in that moment. And I thought about that. So lucky. Sharing books with kids. Oh, my favorite. Because then they got to talk about those characters from them. After I was mopping my face up, they got to be emotional. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you were giving each other a gift by mm-hmm. sharing that that yeah. experience together. Yes. That reading experience. I've, I've cried beautiful. multiple times in front of my kids mm-hmm. while I've read with them. <laughs> and at first I'm always, you know, you're trying oh, to yeah. choke it back it never and works. that doesn't really work. And, and you could just see, they, and know, they know, and like their mouths, the first time it happened, like their mouths dropped open and I said, hang on a second, mm-hmm. give me a second here. And, but they couldn't stop talking about, well, the fact that I was crying, but they couldn't stop talking about whatever mm-hmm. scene that was. Um, Because it struck them so deeply, too, and that, oh, we can share this together. It's okay to feel when you're reading together or, you know. Yeah. It's It's okay okay to cry. (laughs) That's like my first read aloud of the year. Mm -hmm. I probably already talked about this, but Gift from the Sea. And, um, you know, we... That, there was a lot to cry about in that book and to laugh about and be joyful about. And we did that together. And, you know, it was pretty risky, I thought, <laughs> doing it early in the year. But it became a tradition. Like, you're going to you know, come in and so- cry the first <laughs> week. Well, what? <laughs> oh, oh so I was going to say that we just finished a week of um, student-led conferences. And when I think about... Mm-hmm joy and putting, like getting kids to really see the joy of their own learning. The student-led conferences and using portfolios has been the greatest thing because they set the goals that they want to improve in. And then at the conference, they're, they are like physically showing their parents proof. Mm-hmm. This is where, like, look what I've accomplished. And it just, they're beaming from yeah. ear to ear. And it's their parents sometimes start crying, you know, like, yeah. oh my goodness. And, but, but they can see that they are oh. in charge of their own learning. Yes, yes. Okay, mine is going to sound really <laughs> lame right now, but this is what I thought of. <laughs> but I really did think about this, that first day of school. Um, you know, and some of the parents are a little nervous to drop their kids off, and some of them okay with it, you know, they're veterans, and, you know, kind of reassuring them. And then getting into the classroom, and the kids are all kind of looking around at each other and, I noticed after um, when I started um, at the school that I spent the most time at, the the next to last one, and um, there was, I guess, a lot of advanced publicity (laughs) that I was coming. And I noticed (laughs) it it was actually for good reasons. I don't know. But anyway, 
the kids were all kind of looking around at each other like, hey, I've arrived. I got into this class, uh, you know, as opposed yeah. to the other class, which would have been probably just the same or even better. But they're like, wow, I'm so lucky to be here. And so I started that year and I and really did it every year and, and real and it, it became like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Don't tell anyone. I would tell them. I closed the door. They gave me all the good kids. I don't know how this happened. They usually split you guys up, right? You were in different classes last year, right? Yeah. Yeah, we were. I said, I don't know. They gave me all the really good ones. I saw it on the list and I didn't believe it. Okay. So so let us stay together if you don't tell anyone. And so it was like our little secret. And then, I mean, we were just the best class we, because mm-hmm. we were so lucky Aww. to be there together. And it, and it just, if you have that kind of attitude and, you know, and you can share that, I think it is. It a is. That sounds process. similar to what was that table you used to use, Retta? The oh, good table. The good table. <laughs> yeah, yes. Sir, it's a good yeah. one. Read my blog post. <laughs> but that, that is that was for real, and they taught me that. It was like, well, of course those kids are good. They sit at the good table. <laughs> what? <laughs> but, you know, in exploring it, it turned out to be true because it was magic. Anyone who sat no. there was a good kid. I love that. And we, and we made it as big as the whole room. So, so ladies, let's go ahead it. and talk about what are some of the learning activities and books that you choose for this time of year that – that help you and your students remember how lucky you are. Well, I know that when I taught primary grades, I did a lot more of like leprechaun themed type of activities. And since it being an upper grade, I don't tend to do that as much anymore, but definitely on the lucky aspect, it's almost like in November when Mm -hmm. we talked about being grateful, um, we do very similar things as to what makes us lucky to live in America. What makes us lucky to be in this class? What makes us lucky um, to -hmm. be a student? And we just kind of um, have some of our morning meetings are, are, centered around those kind of topics. So they're always kind of having it in the back of their mind or in the front of their mind. Um, you know, what makes them special? What makes them, what are all the good things that they have rather than focusing on the whining and what they don't have? My team and I, we take a, we take our, um, you know, a black history month stuff in February and we actually extend it. So our spring is spent in a social justice unit. And we read book. There's a fabulous book. If you've not checked out, checked it out yet, it's by Claudia Witsit. You want to read it before, first before you share it with your kids, though. Um, it's by Claudia Witsit, um, who's a local author. It's called Between the Lines. And it kind of opens up our conversation about, about social justice. It's about a, a girl who, this is in the 1960s, during the time of the Detroit race riots, and she She's going to a public school for the first time, and it's um, she has her first African-American friend. Um, and then all of the pressures and stuff that she feels because of what's happening in the world. 
how she navigates those pressures. It's, it's a fabulous start to our unit. And then we go into a long walk to water and the whole, t- and, and then of course the myriad of oh, picture books that. that we read. Um, we just read um, Rosa by Nikki Giovanni, Smoky Night by Eve Bunting. Um, oh, there's a fabulous one that's called Two Feet, no, Two Sandals, Four Feet. And it's the p- picture book. And it's the story of, um, Two Afghanistan girls, they're refugees in a, in a in Pakistan in a refugee camp, and how they share the same pair of flip flops, and take turns wearing them because they don't have shoes. And then one of them oh. gets a visa to go to America, and she gives the flip flops to the girl who who's who hasn't gotten a visa yet. Um, and it's a wonderful book. Um, and then oh, there's wow. another one that we. We just do a whole host of picture books as part of this unit too. And, and each time we're building our knowledge about what is social justice, what is diversity, why is it important, and what does that mean about me and for my life? And, and you can't read those things without having a sense of your place in the world and realizing how lucky you are. Yes. Yes. Right, right. Well, for me, it was around this time of year that we would mm. start to study um, apartheid, mm. and we would write a, we would begin to write papers. So mm-hmm. I think I mentioned it before, but we did uh, the movie of Cry Freedom, and the, the kids would realize how lucky they are to be here, and that they're not going through the prejudices that were going on at that time. And it's really a, they really wake up to what to what's going on there, and they're, the mm. shock on their faces is amazing. But um, they learn a lot from it. Well, though. and middle school is such the perfect age for that, where they really it are is. becoming more and more aware. It is. Yeah. It is. And you can really talk to them about well, things. Well, ladies, you know, we're so just about so uh, out of – oh, Retta, did you want to add on? I'm so sorry. I cut you off. Okay. Yes, I – Tracy, <laughs> I had several of course. things. <laughs> 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 so one of them is that I always did a lucky kid writing unit with poetry and writing an essay, you know, about why, why they're lucky picking up as Kathy did the gratitude ideas again, gratitude journals, um, gratitude activities, gratitude scoot, um, women's history month. And also in social studies during March, we would generally do the dear America series and watch some videos and read some books and again, it showed kids living mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in in our country, coming from other lands, you know, at different at different times, and they could see how lucky they were to be living today in in this country. Yes, so, yes. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought through you know through social studies. <laughs> right. In addition so, ladies, to after our music, <laughs> okay. Our, our number one tips for. Um, how do we help kids find that pot of gold? And how do we find that pot of gold, that pot of luckiness for ourselves? Start us off, Dan. <laughs> okay, well, for me, I think um makes me feel everything was worth it. When I see kids now... Um, who tell me that they remember what I taught them. I mean, this is years ago, and it just makes me feel so good that Mm -hmm. the classes and myself hopefully meant enough to them for them to remember. Yeah. 
That, that's how I, I feel today, too, for, for the same reason. I, I feel grateful every day to wake up and also to still be in contact yes, yes. with so many of those kids who said, yeah. who still say they were lucky to be in my class. Yeah, me and, too. Yeah. Um, you know, and, the, and it means a lot. And I don't think they're making it up because it's unsolicited. I know. And, I don't no. know. They're not. Why would they? No. no, you know, you know, some of them, it's funny. My son-in-law is friends with quite a few kids who went through my class. And one of them called the other night. And we were cooking together. And, um, and and every time he calls, you know, he says, he tells he tells my son-in-law that, that I taught him Aww. to read. I was the best reading teacher. Oh, that's and, so nice. and I said, you know, you would have learned how to read without me. I'm sure you could read now, right? You would have been, you know, no, no, I could never have done it without you. And, and I, get, I guess, you know what I'm really getting at? Yes. We're so lucky to have made all these contacts and yes. relationships. Mm-hmm. Change lives. To have, mm-hmm. Yes, and to have these special people in our lives, mm-hmm. too. I know, just just listening to you, Retta, makes me smile because it just reminds me of, you know, I, I, in fact, I just yesterday was running errands and was not in my area and literally ran into a parent who I had had Mm -hmm. years ago. Like her daughter now is 30 (laughs) and just, I have, I think it is those connections, you know, we're so lucky to hear, Mm -hmm. you know, we may not know that year of all the progress that that students may have had, but then years later when they come back or their parents come back and they tell you um, how successful their child is and that they do owe so much of it to their teacher, which is incredible. Yeah. And young teachers out there who who are listening, you have this to look forward to. Yeah. So you're lucky to be forming those relationships now. And for me, one of the number one tips that I have is I tell my students frequently, I'm so lucky that you're with us. I'm so lucky that you're here. And when I have a sub and I'm not in, I'm not in the classroom yeah. and I come back, then I, I leave them notes on the whiteboard. I call them my little toadstools. And they, at the end of the day, they write little notes to me. They call me mother toadstool. <laughs> And, um, you know, and so when I come back, the first thing I say to them um, is how much I've missed them and what a drag it was that I wasn't able to be there. And I'll leave them notes like that, too. Um, And I think telling kids, I'm so lucky you're here, is something they need to hear a lot. Yes. Exactly. To make them feel seen. Yeah. Know that they're important. Yes. Yes. Yeah. A lot yes. of good tables around. <laughs> yes. Well, we hope yeah, that you will join over, us next week country, for our That's discussion. Right. We have <laughs> a wealth of ideas for National Poetry Month, and that's what we're talking about. And I think all of us have a little bit of passion going with this topic. So it's going to be a doozy. I know we're planning yes. on blogging <laughs> about it, too. Hey, if you haven't checked out our blogs at the end of the show notes, you need to because we um, share tons and tons of ideas um, and and stories from our classrooms on our blogs. We hope that you'll stop by. If you like what you hear, drop us a comment, give us a rating on iTunes, share us with your teaching friends. Until next time, keep it real. Keep it real.